after fighting for eight, nine days already, was the fight for third place. The fight for third place is not over yet. Gaspar Petio and countryman Antoine Gerard, along with Aaron Durogati, are on Guschelbauer's heels in the hunt for the last spot on the podium. I mean, I was as tired as you could be, but still, like, I kept flying in my pace. When you could finally see the, the sea, Aaron Durogati, also Red Bull athlete, we were basically flying together, like, kilometer apart, and he's like, flying straight to the sea, you know? I had a feeling this is not good, and I flew for another two hours, because there's a lot of strong headwinds, so it kind of stops you when you get to the sea. So he got stopped really soon. And I just tried to make my way against this wind. Guschelbauer is still struggling with the bad wind conditions. And in the end, I beat all of these guys and I came third. Paul Guschelbauer is able to make it to third position, warmly welcomed by his fans and supporters. Welcome to Mindset Win from Red Bull, the podcast where each week we introduce you to incredible athletes and learn about the techniques that make them winners. I'm Cédric Dumont, and together with my co-host Kate Courtney, I'll be joining you on this journey and showing how we can apply these winning tactics to our own lives. So far in the series, we've met some of the world's top athletes. I really enjoyed the episode with Christian Horner. Don't put pressure, but enjoy what you do. Keep it really fun. Also, Molly Carlson, find the positive in everything, in recognizing your thoughts. So I really encourage you, if you have missed these or any of the other episodes, to go back and check them out. They're available for you right now. someone who is obsessed with flying, I'm so excited that today's guests share the same passion as me, paragliding pro Paul Buschelbauer. But before we meet Paul, let me tell you about objective re-evaluation or theme for today. Re-evaluation is a process we all go through again and again when trying to assess what the right way forward is. I'm sure we have all had situations where we have worried excessively about a challenge we're confronting. It could be facing a fear, starting a new job, or making a big life decision. Well, today we're going to think about how to acknowledge your feelings and set them aside so you can re-evaluate the challenge you're facing in a very objective way. By doing this, you'll be able to reframe situations more realistically to give yourself the best chance of succeeding. But first, let's meet our guest. Growing up in Austria, Paul Guschelbauer always had a passion for outdoor activities. As a kid, he loved mountain biking, but soon swapped his wheels for wings and is now a paragliding pro. From Paul's very first lesson, he was hooked and before long he was gliding to victory on the competition circuit. Three times he's made the podium in the Red Bull X-Alps, the world's toughest adventure race where athletes run, hike and paraglide up to 150 kilometers a day across iconic mountain ranges. Here is Paul to tell us his story and to give us an insight into his mental approach. I'm Paul Guschelbauer, 
I'm a professional paragliding pilot and adventurer. When I was 13, I was a semi-professional mountain bike racer and I did this for eight, nine years. And then I had just enough of the sport. I just started hiking the mountains a little bit and a friend of mine, um, he was a paragliding pilot and he showed me the Red Bull X-Alps race, which is an adventure race across the Alps. They call it the toughest adventure race. I basically started paragliding to get to this race. The Red Bull Leagues had started with just the idea of going across the Alps. It's 1,200 plus kilometers long. And the most important thing, you're only allowed to fly the paraglider or hike. I did my first Red Bull Leagues in 2011 and I was third. And then 2015 third, 17 third and 19 third. So I have four third positions. 2023 is going to be my seventh Red Bull Leagues we try to put a lot of structure around our lives. We put a lot of constructs so that we feel safe. The more we can let go of this idea that we are unsafe if we don't limit ourselves, the better it will be. If you're just learning paragliding and you're on the launch and you're, you're just focused on this one thing, you know, I need to get this paraglider up above my head and then launch. So this is all you can do because the overall potential you have to recognize your surrounding is just limited because you need so much for just launching the paraglider. But once you get better and better and you trust these basic simple things, then you can start to like when you leave the house in the morning, you start subconsciously watch the clouds, you know, how do they look like? How does the weather develop? You know, do I see birds flying already in the morning when I travel to the mountain? I see the trees moving and I get all this information because the spectrum is much broader because I'm not just stressed out with my thought about how will I launch the paraglider. So this is the development. I can trust myself more and more and more and then get out of my comfort zone and cool things can happen. The Red Bull excerpts. It's just me and the backpack with my paraglider. So I have to have a lot of trust in that I can make it, you know. And if I just look at this amount of mountains, it's undoable. A lot of people are looking at me and watching me while I prepare for excerpts, and they're like, Why are you not training right now? And you should do much more and more and more. I know that I can trust myself, that my fitness will be good, that I will be have flown enough and that the balance also between you know training a lot and rest time for example this makes the strengths on the last day of 2015 red bull excerpts when we flew to monaco i really had a chance to even win this race for the first time one of my weaknesses maybe is that i always want to try something new so I, I went a different route than the winner and I got stuck for one and a half days just walking while he just flew to the goal. The next group behind took me over so I was I think I came from second place to sixth place after fighting for eight nine days already was the fight for third place. The fight for third place is not over yet. Gaspar Petio and countryman Antoine Gerard, along with Aaron Durogati, are on Guschelbauer's heels in the hunt for the last spot on the podium. We're five people on basically the same mountain, flying the last 150 kilometers to goal. I mean, I was as tired as you could be, but still, like, I kept flying in my pace. When you could finally see the, the sea, Aaron Durogati, also Red Bull athlete in this race, and we were basically flying together, like, one kilometer apart and you could see the sea and he's like <laughs> flying straight to the sea you know 
I knew it's not gonna work. And I could have just followed him and start the direct race, but I had a feeling this is not good. And I flew for another two hours because there's a lot of strong headwinds. So it kind of stops you when you get to the sea. So he got stopped really soon. And I just tried to make my way against this wind. Guschelbauer is still struggling with the bad wind conditions. And in the end, I beat all of these guys and I came third. Paul Guschelbauer is able to make it to third position, warmly welcomed by his fans and supporters. Which was incredible for me because I was tired, I was fighting for days and then this happened. And it was just because I could stay calm and trust that in the end it will be good what I'm doing. Fear is always made of something that happened already. You remind yourself, something happened <laughs> and it's going to happen again. So now I'm already afraid of something that doesn't even happen at the moment. <laughs> Letting go of that and being aware in the moment what's really happening and then knowing that if I'm not in real danger at the moment, it's fine. I can still react whenever things turn out to be the way they turn out to be. That's when you can start to be basically courageous. You can start trusting that you're aligned with your feeling and what your mind tells you to do. Whenever I get tired and whenever I think this is scary or this is dangerous, I do this evaluation of what is it really? Is it actually just my thoughts or is it the reality? What happens to me sometimes is that I make situations worse or more scary than they actually are. For example, I'm flying over a big mountain after eight hours of flying, so I'm already tired and it feels very turbulent. And then a lot of thoughts come in, for example, you have already done enough, the performance was well, don't over push it, you can also just land. And that's all thought driven because the fact is it's not more turbulent than it maybe was eight hours ago and I could still go on. The trick I do there is I imagine that I just took off and what would I do then? Then of course I would have the motivation to just fly on as long as I could. So this is a way for me to get myself back to what the reality feels like and get more motivation. I just believe that there is much more potential in us than we think. What I've done sometimes is that I've landed because it was just overwhelming. And then I'm on the ground sitting there for three, four, five minutes. And I say, why didn't I go on? I mean, I'm fine. In this sport, you can't just make like this snap and then be back up 1000 meters higher to launch again. And once you take the decision, it has to be a real good decision to land. Your own reality, you need to see it. It's really just shutting off the thoughts that distract you. You have a certain potential of, of what you can recognize around you. If you use that potential only for thinking about what could happen, what has happened, about your kids, about this, about money, work, <laughs> and all this, there's no potential anymore to recognize the rest. So I think the, the most efficient athlete is the one that can recognize whatever is there and use it as it's given by nature. That was the incredible Paul Guschelbauer. And Paul made a few points that lead us neatly 
into our theme of today, which is objective re-evaluation. And I want to tell you why it can be such a powerful technique in daily life as well as in sports. The way we evaluate the world around us is mainly based on our thoughts, feelings, experiences and personality traits. And if I don't enjoy job interviews, for example, I might say interviews are scary, but that's not necessarily true. It's just my feeling about them. But because we're always seeing things through our own subjective lens, the way we perceive situations can often be quite different from what's really going on. And sometimes we get caught in unhelpful and self-defeating thought patterns like thinking we're bad at job interviews. This is something cognitive behavioral therapy addresses by helping people notice and change their unhelpful thoughts to rebuild them in a more accurate way. CBT uses many techniques, but a key element is gathering evidence for or against your thoughts so you can decide how rational they are. The goal isn't to make us think positively, but to encourage thinking that's balanced and realistic. So, for example, when Paul was flying and became tired, his tiredness made him fearful of the weather conditions, and he started thinking he should stop as there was too much turbulence. But this wasn't an accurate assessment of the situation. On this occasion, Paul allowed his feelings of fatigue to determine his perception of reality. But what he did next made all the difference to the outcome. In order to separate his analysis of the situation from his subjective feelings, Paul imagined he was at the very start of his journey. By doing this, he was able to take a step back from his feelings and ask himself, Is the weather truly unsafe for flying? He gathered the evidence he needed to realize there wasn't actually any more turbulence than there had been earlier in the race. And by reassessing the situation objectively, Paul calmed his fears and was able to continue and finish the race. Today's theme ties back into a few of our earlier episodes. For example, when we talked about our brain's tendency to latch onto negative thoughts with Ben Stokes. If you've missed Ben's episode, I strongly recommend you to go back and check it out. Ben speaks powerfully about his experiences and makes it crystal clear that you can't consistently perform at your top level while in a negative frame of mind. As always, the aim of this final section of the podcast is to provide you with an exercise to help you achieve your goals and become more satisfied and fulfilled. Today, to help you on this journey, I'm going to show you how to distinguish between subjective and objective assessments. By managing your feelings and developing your ability to re-evaluate situations, you'll have a much better platform to make the right decisions. 
Now, this particular exercise requires a bit of thought, so it may be that you want to listen to this section again later when you have some time. Or if you prefer, follow the link in the episode description for a reminder of the steps. Firstly, I want you to think about a stressful situation or a difficult task you're facing. It could be a tricky conversation you know you're going to have, a pitch meeting at work or a performance of some kind, which we all know can be stressful, even if it's doing something you love. Next, imagine you're telling someone like a friend or a coach about the situation. You might say something like, I've got an important pitch to make to my senior management team who are really scary and I'm worried I'm going to freeze and make a mess of it. No, I want you to try that again, but this time describe the situation in a purely factual way without using any words that describe your thoughts or feelings. So, for example, I have a 10-minute pitch to a panel of three managers. I've worked with two of them before on a past project. My idea was shortlisted from a large pool of ideas because they judge it to be original and creative. Can you see the difference between these two accounts of the same situation? If you can manage to set aside your feelings or assumptions and just focus on the facts, this will give you an objective picture of the situation rather than just your subjective appraisal. And once you have an objective view, you'll be able to deal with the situation more effectively. Now, applying that same logic and technique, I want you to repeat the task. Pick a new situation and describe it out loud or write it down in two ways. One subjective, one objective. Again, really analyze the different accounts of the same thing. By regularly re-evaluating like this, understanding your feelings in challenging situations will become second nature and you will be better equipped to move forwards with clarity and purpose. And that's all for today. Please do let me know what you thought of the episode. Leave me a review and make sure you click the follow button so new episodes get delivered straight to your phone. Until next time. <laughs>